Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josette Martin, and today I'm interviewing Stephanie Zamora. Stephanie is the self-published author of three books. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And please tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I always say the purpose is my purpose. I'm incredibly passionate about helping people step into who they're here to be and the work they're here to do. And through my work, we support them at all points on that journey. So everything from healing and finding wholeness in the aftermath of challenging chapters and big life transitions to uncovering their passions and their purpose and building a business around it, all the way to helping them build brands and websites and and do all their marketing. And I absolutely love what I do. I'm based in up in the mountains in Colorado and I'm a cat mama. I have two little cats and I love to play outside. So yeah, it's just a little bit about me. Awesome. And you wrote three books. So tell us what is the first one and why did you decide to start writing books? Yeah, my first book is Awesome Life Tips, 365 Tips for Living a Life You Love. And I actually, as kind of a marketing thing, decided to start writing a daily tip on my Facebook page way back in, gosh, it must have been 2011, and wrote a daily tip for about three years. So we have well over three years worth of tips and even more now. But in 2014, it had such a fun little following, such a little community that absolutely loved the tips. And I thought, why not make it into a book and create a book that gives people a daily tip that they can reflect on and covers the spectrum of everything you'd need to think about. So we really mixed up the tips. They were around health and relationships and purpose and healing and spirituality and just kind of everything. And just a short little paragraph tip each day. And we've since we've published a second book, I have a big vision for the Awesome Life Tips brand of doing a lot of books. But yeah, that was my first book baby. Okay, so the first one is focused on what topic and then the second one? And then what do you plan on launching next? Yeah, so the first tips book was generic. It was just about living a life you love. And the second tips book we just released in December is... 365 tips for the dark night of the soul. So it's really focused on healing and growth and kind of moving through those challenging chapters and big life transitions that we all go through, the ones that kind of knock us on our butt and leave us disoriented in the middle of our own life. And the next one we're going to publish in that series is going to be about really focused on living your purpose and making impossible things happen. But in between those two books, I actually published a memoir that was all about my challenging chapter. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So 2014, that was the year my first book came out. My business was really thriving and I felt like I knew who I was and I was very clear in my work and was just in a really good place in my life. And the only thing that wasn't working for me was my relationship. So I ended that two-year relationship with a, a wonderful man that I loved, but who just wasn't right for me. And he ended up committing suicide shortly after. And that just absolutely flattened me. It flattened my life. I had terrible PTSD, which led to the slow decline of my business and ended up in a toxic and abusive relationship. And 
kind of the culmination of all the things that I was going through really led to uh, just a whole slew of health issues. So I had adrenal fatigue, I had severe anxiety and panic attacks, really bad back and hip pain. And I even developed dysphagia, which is where you stop swallowing. So I couldn't even swallow my own saliva for like nine days. And it was nearly a year before I could eat and drink normally. And so it took a lot for me to really heal and come back from that and rebuild my business and my life and my sense of self. And so my memoir is really, it's really about that entire period and what it looked like to heal and find wholeness because I, I don't want people to feel crazy when they're going through their own grief and healing. Like sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And I really wanted to lay out, <laughs> this is what it looked like this is where it was hard. This is where I struggled. And this is what it really took to come back from that. How long did it take you to write this book? And how did you feel about sharing all that personal, very deep experience? That's a great question. I realized I was writing the book. So after my loss, my writing changed. I actually stopped being able to write my daily tips and I couldn't seem to write blog posts anymore, which were all really big cornerstones of my business. And everything I was writing was really story-based and I didn't know what to do with it. So about six months after my loss, I realized I was writing a book, which just scared the bejesus out of me. Like I just, <laughs> like, I don't know how to write a book like this. And I started studying the hero's journey and what it takes to really tell a story and studying nonfiction and memoir writing, because it's very different when you're used to short social media or blog posts to write a memoir and wrote off and on for a few years, but realized that I was still living out the ending. I didn't know how this book was gonna end. And so I kind of tucked it away. And it was, gosh, four years later that I picked it back up and I really set the intention that I am going to turn this into the book that it's meant to be. Cause I was really beginning to be on the other side of my healing. And it took about a year from that decision of writing every day and writing and rewriting and finding an editor. And I even for that book, got a book launch manager and went through the whole process. So it was about five years total. And it was <laughs> one of the hardest things I think I've ever done. And my next book that I'm sure we'll talk about that I'm working on is gonna be even harder, but you know, you're taking your own personal experience, your own lived experience, and you can't change it. It's not fiction. You can't say, well, this is what I wish I would have done. It's just, this is what happened. And this is how I felt. And these are the decisions that I made and the places I ended up. And it was really, really hard. And there were certain points that I was like, I don't think I can share this. And, and some of it was like really big, hard things like dealing with getting rid of all of my ex's items and sort of like a ritual burn it blow it up process um and I'm very close to his family and I knew that his mom was going to read it and there was a part where I like Christmas was ruined for me and I had a really hard time because my mom sent me home I, it happened right around Christmas the year he passed my mom sent me home with all my gifts and just like lugging the gifts through the airport was such a traumatic, painful experience that it kind of ruined Christmas for me. And even that little thing being in the book, I knew it was going to make my mom sad and, and just lots of decisions that I didn't think people would understand. So it's, it's one of the hardest, most vulnerable things, but I will say it has done what I intended for it to do. I think when we really share our stories, like for anyone in your audience that is like, I can't share this story, 
it really does serve and support other people. And those are the people that matter, not the not the ones that are like, oh, I can't believe you did that, or wow. Like the judgmental people aren't the ones that it's for. So it has served the people that have read it really well, but it, it was very hard. It's so easy to judge other people when we don't know where they're from and their whole story. So yeah, yeah I guess like some people are really judgmental. And have you received like some really negative comment that have hurt you or people were nice enough to refrain from saying them to you? <laughs> um, I haven't received too much negativity. It, it's been interesting. I had to kind of learn to discern what is relevant feedback and what is not, especially during the editing process. Um, I first shared it with three very close people that I knew both knew my voice and knew me, but also would give me honest feedback. And then I kind of slowly rolled it out to different editors before sending it out into the world. Um, and I got interesting comments like, well, I don't think that you should share that, or I don't think that you shared enough about this. And I had to kind of discern between personal preference, like where were people just being curious and nosy? <laughs> and where was it enough feedback of like, okay, I didn't write that well enough or I'm not explaining it in the right way if people are taking it this way. Um, I talk a little bit about my take on depression and how it manifests and why it manifests for a lot of us and that uh, slightly offended one of my editors. But I, I feel like I feel like what I did, and I'm not sure that I could describe exactly how, other than this was my lived story and I got really comfortable with everything that had happened through my healing, but I got to a point where it was just like, I don't know how to tell this story any other way. This is what happened. This is how I write. And so the people that were like, ah, it doesn't flow right for me, or it doesn't, it's not the kind of thing I want to read. I just didn't take it personally because like, then I'm not the author for you. I don't, I literally cannot write this book any other way. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, but thankfully, I'm sure there's people that don't like it. I haven't gotten anything super awful. I feel very rooted though in this is, this is my book. This is how I wrote it. This is my journey. And I think that's important when you're putting your story out into the world because some people are going to judge and hate and all the bad things, especially the more traction it gets and you just have to be really rooted in well, sorry you didn't like it <laughs> right and I always like to say if people don't like the book or don't like you it's because of them it's a reflection of them yeah. it's not necessarily about you it's about them absolutely <laughs> and what advice would you give to an aspiring author <sighs> just write you just, just do it. If you have a story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction or any body of work that you want to put out, you have that urge and desire for a reason. And you just have to trust that. You have to trust that it is going to get into the hands of the people who need it and that you're the only person that can tell that story or create that work and put it out in the world in the way that other people need it. And I'm, again, purpose is my purpose. So I'm very passionate about do the things that call you like follow the whims and the nudges, even if they don't make any sense. And it's worth it just to have done it. Yes, it's amazing if people love it and it leads to more things and you get all the reviews and maybe you end up on Oprah or whatever, like that's all wonderful. But having finished it is so satisfying. And now it's out of you. Like it's not gonna eat away at your insides and like fester inside of you and metastasize 
the way that creativity can if we squash it down. And so, I mean, I remember holding the first printout of the whole first draft and it sucked. My first draft was terrible. It was so hard to get out of me that there were chapters that I literally had to just write. And then I did this and then he said that, and then I went there like just to get a starting point. But even holding that was like, oh my God, this is the bones of my book. And when I first held the printed version, it was just like, there's so much pride in your little book baby. And now you, now it's out of you and it gets to go be in the world, however it's supposed to be. And there's just so much satisfaction in that. And then you get to move on to what's next. Right. Sometimes people get blocked because they want it to sound perfect at the, like the first time. So it's so hard to get it perfect on the yeah. first time that it's going to take forever <laughs> or you're going to get be. stuck. <laughs> so rewriting is part of writing. Yes. So don't worry about rewriting because you will. And what was the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author? I think it's that it's all on you. And that was one reason that I hired a book launch manager for my memoir is because I knew myself well enough to know that the content was going to be hard for me to put out there. The tips book was much easier. It's just tips. And they've already proven that people like them from our email list and social media. But when it came to my story, I knew that it was going to be such a vulnerable, tender experience to put it out there that if left to my own devices, even having a team, I was just going to be like, here it is, and then go running in the other direction and never talk about it again. <laughs> so bringing someone on that, like, that's what they do is get books out into the world and, and gave me a plan and held me accountable to it and helped push it out as well. I think that was the most helpful part because it is, I mean, even if you love your work and you're proud of it, and even if it's fiction or it's humor and it's not something hard and scary, it's still very vulnerable. It's your work, it's your words. And you've taken such care to craft them. And the scary part is handing it off to the world for people to do with it what they're going to and interpret it however they do. So I'm really glad that I hired support for the memoir because otherwise I, I would have just, like I said, just said, there it is, sorry. <laughs> What does a launch manager exactly does? And you say you were satisfied with the results. So what were you expecting the result to be? And then I guess it matched with the results that you got, but could you get, be more yeah. specific? Yeah, so she was amazing. Her name is Anik Aina and she essentially is just like a whiz with categorizing. And so my initial like goal was just, help me get this out there because I know myself and I'm not going to do it as well as I should. And so she really crafted, here's a bunch of ideas of how people do successful launches. And here are the things that I think would work for you. And here's the content that you can create. Like I did a whole interview series with friends who were in the book and who could give different perspective on both my journey, but also some of the healing topics that we were talking about. And so she helped me kind of like, what is the frequency of that? What are the social media posts? Um, how do we do a pre-order launch to get people excited in advance? What are some giveaways we can do? And she helped me put together like a book launch team, which I had never thought to do, which is people that are excited and want to support you and who get to read an advanced copy in exchange for you give them like bonus content and behind the scenes things and all these goodies so that they'll read the book in advance and then they'll share it on launch day and they'll also leave reviews so that you start to rank more quickly. And 
that was really, really helpful. And she just kind of spearheaded the thinking around all of that. But she was also amazing at categorizing to where the book was categorized appropriately, but in categories that we didn't need that many purchases in order to get like the number one new release, number one bestseller. And it, it, it doesn't matter if you don't even get the bestseller. We got really close. We were number three, three, four, and five on the bestseller list in some categories, but we got five number one new release tags and we got all the screenshots. And that just like jazzes everyone else up about the book. And so that was really exciting. And again, she just connected me to a lot of people that would share the book, have me on their podcast, make a lot of noise about it. And so book launch managers can help in so many ways. She also had an editor on her team and it just helped create this framework from somebody who already knew how to do it of do these things. This is why it's important. Do them at these times. <laughs> so it was, it was really helpful. You talked about having a team for your launch. So how did you put it together? Were they friends? Like were the people following you on social media and how many people did you have on the team? I think we had about 65 people in the book launch team group and we did a Facebook group for it. And it was a mix of good friends and colleagues as well as people from my audience and mailing list. And then we also ran some social media campaigns and some small ads that were like, hey, I'm doing this cool thing, get a sneak peek. And so we had people in the group that I didn't even really know who they were. And you want to have more people because not everyone is going to do the things you ask them to. And I, I, I'd have to look, I can't remember how many, I would say we had 35 or 40 very active people that read the book in advance and sent us reviews or sent feedback or ideas and shared it. And not everybody left an actual review. Like it's, it's kind of like herding cats to get people to do things, I feel like. But we got a good amount in the first week of the launch. And it's interesting. I had one girl in the group who her personal story, she didn't feel like she had a lot of support during her own healing and growth. And so it kind of bugged her that it seemed like I always had support. And she sent me an email and she was like, hey, like, this is how I feel about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's totally fine. And I actually encouraged her to go ahead and leave a review. And I think she gave, it was a three or a four star review. It might've been a three, but I was okay with that. I mean, I'm sure I would have loved having all five stars, but I liked that people were, felt like they could be honest and that they could leave feedback that said, was a true reflection of like, this is the story and this is why it's good, but this is why it didn't resonate for me. I'm okay with that kind of feedback. Um, but ideally you have, you want people to absolutely love you and everything you create because then it boosts the excitement around it. Did you see how effective it was to be number one in certain categories because you took like screenshots, I guess you use them on your social media, right? Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It's like a positioning thing. So again, we never got the number one bestseller, but having the number one new release in the five categories, people don't even read it. They just see the little orange tag and the, and the number one and they go, Ooh, wow. And so it really, it's like a marketing thing. Um, and what I think is so interesting about it being behind the scenes. And so other authors know some of those categories, we only needed to sell like 20 books to rank in. And so when you can categorize it appropriately, it doesn't take that many, but still from the outside, everyone looking in is like, oh my God, you must be like one in 10,000, you know, to have gotten that. And so it generates a lot of excitement. 
And it does help with if you want to start speaking, if you want to get your book into stores, you know, if you want to use it as a leverage piece to get your message out on a bigger scale, having things like that, it, it tends to be helpful. It's not that hard to do. And now that you have launched this book and the two others, how do you keep promoting your books and make sure that they keep selling? Yeah, it's a great question. I put it all over my websites for one. Um, I'm very active on social media, so I'm always creating new content. And we are constantly looking at what posts do well. And so if something does well organically, like we have a couple of like quote graphics on my Instagram and they went like micro viral, which just to me means they got a lot more organic traffic than any of my other posts. And both of them was really interesting were about letting go of people because it's a big part of my story is letting go of, of people as we grow and heal. And so both of those on their own did really well. Um, and so we'll edit the content of them if they don't already lead to the book so that it, it fits with the theme of the memoir. And then we'll say, you know, click to grab a copy in my bio. And when we promote those, when we boost them as ads, then they do really well. They bring in both followers, but I'll get a ton of messages of people who are like, I just got your ebook. A lot of people buy the ebook. And I have very intentionally kept the price for both the ebook and the paperback basically at cost. We don't make money off of them because I really want it to be accessible and it leads to other things. So it's very easy for people to say yes to buy an ebook at least, if not the paperback. And so I'll start to get a lot of messages, but that's been our approach and it's worked really well. I talk about the book, I share excerpts regularly, but we look for those posts that do well on their own and then tweak them to lead to one of the books and just boost them. Because you're using the book as a funnel to attract customers, right? It's not the end goal to exactly. get sales from your books. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, you said you were working on another project. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Like the quotes, like what, what new topic are you working on? Yeah, I would love to produce a few more tips books in the next year or two. And kind of the main buckets, the focus of my business are around healing and growth purpose and then making impossible things happen. And so we have the generic tips book, we have the healing focused one, and I want to do another one on living your purpose and then another one on making impossible things happen. And then I'm going to start co-creating. So I, I've very inspired by the chicken soup series. I want to do something similar where it's like awesome life tips for men and awesome life tips for kids and finding people that fit those. And even like for marketing, I have someone I'm working with one on. So I want to do a whole series of them. I'm also writing a second memoir, which I hate that I have to write, um, which is all about like relationship trauma and all the relationships I've been through. And, and ultimately, coming home to myself and reclaiming my self-worth and all of these things, but it's, it's going to be, it feels even more raw and vulnerable um, and sharing things that I wasn't ready to share about in my first memoir. So that's also in the works. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always writing. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. So if people want to know more, where can they connect with you on the internet? you can find me at stephaniesmore.com and I spell it S-T-E-P-H-E-N-I-E-Z-A-M-O-R-A. And from there, you can find all of our different brands, but also all of the books. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure to share the link in the comments. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. It was yeah. really a pleasure to talk to you.
Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!